Anyone there? Hey, Shane. What's up? What's up, Shane? We're just in the screens room, and we're like, hold up, man. Shane, shit start. We got to get over there. Right on. I appreciate you guys coming over. You You guys want? Um, Just give it a couple minutes. Populate. I'm just going to throw a couple things in the thread, some of my favorite cases and shit. If you guys, I know Dorothy Eyes has got to be in there. If you guys want to each throw something in there and talk about it. Cool, cool. Hey, you're going to have to, you're going to have to edit, uh, edit it because I only see the plus sign at the bottom there. So you got to, I'm not sure what button switched, but it's not that little purple button anymore. So we can't add below the thread. I can. So that's on your end. It's just a bug. I don't get that. I've had that bug too. So I'm not quite sure what the hell that is where it doesn't let you add to the thread and only gives you a plus sign. Yeah. The only time I've seen that is when it's recorded. I don't know if there's any truth to that though. Hello there, Shine. Hey, Lacey. How you doing? I'm good. Just trying to get back to a normal type of thing since I've been gone, wiling out for a minute. Yeah, you've been traveling and doing all that fun stuff. All that was, it was, it all culminated in lots of edibles at a UFO conference, so I think it was worth it. I'm in pain right now because I can't walk, but other than that. Oh, no. No more edibles? No, no, I try not to do them as much at home, so I don't smoke as much either here. So I'll just chill and just be a cripple. Yeah, get you a nice comfy chair and just sit up and relax. Hey, Astral. What's up, man? Hello, Astral. (laughs) Or hello, everybody. (laughs) I had my mic off when I said that. What's up, guys? I'm glad you guys came. My one and only friends. Oh, yeah, you know it. We were uh, over in another space, and the notification came through, so the crew is here. I appreciate you guys being here, too. It's funny, because my last two spaces weren't really... It was just kind of like I let them run, somebody else run them, and I was fucking out, either in going through the airport on edibles, or I was at that <laughs> UFO conference on edibles. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best way. Uh, the edibles Bro, we and running other people We were on running. the journey with you, dude. We were on that journey. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous of your trip to UFO Congress, though. That looks fun. Looks real fun. It was so much fun. What's up, Nora? Emily? Taylor's. Everybody's in here tonight. You guys should put a favorite case in the thread so we can talk about it. Anyone in here? Doesn't matter. We can't. It it, it's not showing a thread for you guys? Nope. It's got the plus sign. Let me see. Maybe I have to... Well, it's showing me the thread, so maybe if I fucking retweet it? I don't know. That's weird. Anybody else not able to see It did thread? that to maybe. me last time, but yeah, I, I've just got the plus sign so you can share it, but you can't add anything to the thread. I have an idea, though, that might fix this. Well, if you post it in the nest, people can click on the nest to get to it. I, I ran into that in one of Astral Spaces before. Okay, you read my mind, Shane, so... I'm sure you had my idea, brother. I'm sure that's what it was. Well, I am known to be wise. Chase the wise, for sure. So wait, how are we adding stuff? I'm stupid. I didn't understand that. 
someone's going to post it to the nest, and then we we can feed off of that. We can daisy chain off that. Oh yeah, so I, I put it up top there. Yeah, and then uh, you just click underneath and comment below. Are you going to put Dorothy? No, no. I'm just going to put the um, that what is cool the oh, humanoid one from Rhode Island representing Rhode Island tonight, bro. Shout out to Dorothy, though the goat. Goat status. I love her videos. I post them all the time. Speaking of videos, I'm going to be posting my opening of uh, Estimates uh, comic that he sent me, too. I'm going to try to do that tonight. Post that tonight. Dude, that's sick as fuck, brother. See, and I dox myself, and, like, now I got to figure out how to re-edit it where it's, like, doesn't look like I didn't do it in two separate days, you know? Because it looks weird. You guys notice that picture in the nest of me and the two greys? They're almost as tall as me. Everybody, Chase and all them guys thought I was tall as hell. I was like, no, dude, I'm like five foot eight. And Mike and them are all six foot. And they're like, what the fuck? You're five eight? I'm like, everyone at this conference was taller than me. Everyone. That's funny, Shane. Shane, I, Shane, I would have thought you were at least like five ten, five ten, five eleven. I would have guessed. Oh no, bro. I'm I'm lollipop guild. What's up? Event, you have your hand up. Yeah, I just it was a, a real quick question, not related to this, but hey Shane. <clears throat> hey Event, you're you're cutting out quite a bit. No, I'm on um you I'm might want to That's better. Uh, yeah, I'm there. Good stuff. I just want to ask, hey Shane, did you bring your edibles with you to LA? Because I'm going to Palm Springs, and I'm kind of, I need my Eddies, and I was going to put them in a pill box and stash them in my luggage. Does anyone know? Is that will I get popped? Or hey, I tell that? you what, check this out. I'm not recommending it, but I got to actually. I went to Phoenix, and it was legal there, but I didn't know that. But Chris had brought some joints some pre-rolls she just put in her luggage and i was like what the fuck you're crazy <laughs> okay, okay yes. like, <laughs> i will say you I gotta put them in your butt you don't need to do that just bring it in your carry-on do carry not on? put it in okay. your okay but isn't it legal in la yeah but i think when you're flying it's different like it's it's you know it's legal in the state of california but federal laws are still it's illegal right so. Yeah, but see, the way Chris had explained it is like, well, because both states it was legal, they're probably just going to toss the shit as long as you're not bringing nine pounds of it, right? That, I, that's what I figured. But as someone who had I just pass, put like him I in did, a cigarette pack. I wasn't about to risk the charge. Okay, uh, these are gummies. They look like they look like vitamin gummies or something. I'm just going to put them in like one of those old people pill boxes and put, put them in, in a yeah, put them in a vitamin gummy thing that looks very very similar, and you will be I think okay. okay. All right. Yeah, that's what I would do. Maybe put a little carbon pack inside to kill the smell. If you're going to Palm Springs, you don't need to bring any with you. They have stores there where you can buy it legally. If you're 21 and over, you can just purchase whatever you need when you get there. Yeah, I, yeah I was taking that too, but I, I have a whole bunch, so I want to eat them because I don't want them to go bad. I would but, uh, thank you. You can drive me in. that on the plane with you because um, you'll get in trouble for that, so don't bring it on the plane. I would go with what she said, just because someone's made it through before. I ain't about to be. Yeah, they'd be sucking yeah. going to prison for federally for this when they're just really giving people what 
leniency for it. Hey Shane, you mind if I run a quick test on you? Go ahead. What? I, yeah, I just want to run a quick uh, test. I posted something at the top. Uh, I'd like to have you take a look at it and tell me what you see. What kind of a test is that, Logan? I see loads of penises. <laughs> it's loads a penetration test. Test failed. <laughs> Sandal, right? All right, guys, we'll get started in about two minutes. So, um, if you guys didn't hear me before, you if you got a favorite, if you got a favorite case or anything like that, post it in the thread, and we'll either talk about it, we'll post it, you know, or and we got the panel up here that's going to discuss specific cases as well. So, about two minutes, we'll get it started. And Chase, do me a favor, take over for now. I want to post a couple things. Hey, what's happening in uh, Palm Springs that you guys are talking about? I don't know, but those things look like Pez dispensers to me. Yeah, you're supposed to see a sandal. A sandal? Yeah, I see what something. What is going on with the... If you don't see a sandal, there's something wrong with you, maybe. With the sandals? Today. Oh, shit. Well, I do see it true, now. Though. I thought those were supposed to be the three stages before you... Before you go out of body, <laughs> out of body. Yeah, you can, I guess you can say that. Is that the same as nocturnal emissions? If that's the sandal, that's the most uncomfortable sandals on the planet, mate. Well, you don't sit on it. Yeah, I definitely, oh. I definitely did not see a sandal, guys. Just saying. Thanks for that, Logan. Me either. Well, we already knew something was wrong with all of us, but. All right. Did you guys share yours, uh, the cases, to the uh, Jumbotron if you're a speaker? I don't know if you did or not. Yep, I tried to. I don't know if it worked. All right. Anybody want to go first? I'm still in the process. So, I mean, okay. I picked... Sam wants to go I picked first. Dorothy. Go ahead, Sam. What was we supposed to do? <laughs> Post your favorite uh, experiencer video oh. thing. Oh. No, it could be your favorite. So, here's what I want you guys to do as speakers. Pick your, your very favorite case. It could be an experiencer case, which is essentially a witness case or UAP case. It could right. be an RV case. Just something you've heard in this phenomenon that you think is awesome and kind of talk about it. That's all I want. Just post it in there so people can read along or whatever, watch cool. along. So I posted up top right now the most recent thing in the nest. It's at the Altoids case with LEDs on it. And I think that's my favorite. Uh, it's the one that stands out to me. Uh, is my favorite case, so you're my boy, boy. Quick and sweet. Wait, what is the Altoid case? I haven't heard of this. Oh my god, Chase, you need to just look. Dude, at you've it. never heard of the Altoid case? Oh, it's really it's actually kind of epic. So um it's uh it's the metal and it keeps your Altoids pretty pretty fresh as long as I as far as I know, it's like one of the most secure cases um i've carried them to concerts and all kinds of stuff and they just they really hold up so anybody with a uap case or a precog case <laughs> yeah i got one shane go, go for it. it tell us about it 
Yeah, I uh, posted up in the nest. Um, it's uh, from 1980. It's with Oscar Santa Maria. He was part of the Peruvian Air Force, and he's the only publicly known pilot to ever shoot a UFO. Um, they had this thing. It was spotted. The Peruvian Air Force got all their pilots out. He went and engaged this thing. He walked on with his 30-millimeter cannon, opened fire, and said the bullet just ricocheted off. Flew past, came back, and then switched to missiles, locked on, and every time he was getting ready to shoot, this thing would just jump like 5,000 feet in the air. Um, and this kept going on until he basically ran out of fuel and had to return home. Um, and then the thing just continued to kind of loiter and then shot off and disappeared. And I always thought that was a pretty cool case of, you know, is another credible witness. A lot of people in the Air Force back it up. And this guy's like, yeah, I actually tried to shoot it and nothing happened. So I always liked that one. I got a question. How do you post in the nest? Lacey, how long have you been doing spaces? Well, usually I can get in the bottom and I hit that up arrow. It's the same thing. Problem. Look at the very at the jumbotron, Lacey. All the way to the right, the very first post. Chase linked the thread up there so you can get into it that way. Or you can post it. Yeah, you post it there and then click it up. You can also just click on anything in the nest and it automatically takes you to the thread, just by the way. Well, I'm sorry, I'm a dummy. <laughs> Yo, I just uh, posted um, what kind of was the case that got me interested, really, in UFOs in contact, which was Billy Meyer. And I don't even know the credibility and the legitimacy of all of it, because I think people have been looking at it for so long, and maybe it has been debunked. And that's also something that I kind of wanted to talk about, too, tonight, is like, Okay, say a piece of evidence or a case got you involved into the field where you're at now. If that case was debunked or proven false or a, uh, like a hoax, would it change your opinion on of anything where you're at right now? But Billy Meyer was my case. I thought he was always. I thought that shit was kind of crazy. That was a good question, Astro. Anybody want to answer that? If not, I will. Yeah, I thought J. Allen Hynek. I had to get a picture of him today for something, and the picture I chose. That was the best one. It happened to be him holding up a Billy Meyer picture as evidence in front of the, this whole like news crew or like a uh, press conference. He was, holding, he was holding up this fake clock flying saucer. And I was just thinking like this passed for like real fucking flying saucers back then. And uh, it, although it could be, I thought, you know, it still could be real. And I could just be tripping like a weird human that has like a weird bias, you know? So I don't no, you're know. not tripping. His shit's, his shit's not real, Logan. You're good, man. <laughs> good on you. Thank you, Logan. I'll say this, though. Uh, Lacey, you got something? Go ahead. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. My mic is on. Damn, Lacey. You and your mic, girl. I swear. Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lacey, I think the other day when you were trying to mute people or remove them from speaker, I think you removed them from the room. I did What? I think when you were trying to mute some people the other day, you might have accidentally removed them from the room. <laughs> okay. Well, Real quick, it's guys. possible. I'm sorry. Okay, mute I mic mean, now. 
There's a lot of things that goes on in the room. Isn't there? <laughs> there is. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Right. Both of you stop flirting. This is a UAP space, not a chafing lady flirt space. Lord. Well, sorry. She's just cute. What can I say? So anyway, I don't disagree, but we got UAP to talk about. Uh, to Astral's question, I'd say that Makesa Let's not forget what the UAP stands for. Yeah. Oh, shut the hell up, Logan. Why did I say yeah? You bastard. Anyway, uh, my case, Logan, Logan, Astral, that got me into it. Even if that was proved to be, let's say, humans harassing the fuck out of me, no, it wouldn't change the fact that I believe I, I'm headfirst enough and know enough people that are experienced, been enough conventions that even if mine wasn't somehow real, there's no way in my mind I'd go back at all. That's just because of what I've seen and dealt with and because I've become so close with other experiencers. That's what's crazy about it. It's, it's not like I've been sitting at home and just kind of jerking off, but well, I guess I've been doing that as well, but I've also been doing this shit, right? You're so, only human. Ahead, um, I, I know everyone's talked about it, but the case that really got me hooked with what I thought was evidence was Travis Walton. When one, I knew about the case when it first happened, it got reported in Australia as well. So I actually followed the case. And then when he came out and did the polygraphs in 75 and then did the polygraphs again in 94, I mean, for me, that was the case that that's why I always support Travis, because I thought his case was a brilliant case of accidental engagement, a real craft real creatures it even showed you know we knew about the nords even though they didn't show it in the movie um i i think for me personally that was the case that really had a really early example of good evidence of something that really happened that that's what got me really hooked let me ask you this kent i i kind of agree with that too do you think that had more of a mainstream media appeal as opposed to the other ones like communion and stuff yeah yeah I, I, the reason being is it was because he was a logger and because he was a general good guy and because, you know, he was very down to earth and because of the fact that he disappeared for five days. And, I mean, I was only, you know, I wasn't that old. I was only, you know, it was, when was it, 75? So I'd only been 11. But I remember hearing about it and how he disappeared for five days and they thought he'd been murdered and it was a big thing. And, I mean, we even heard about it out in Australia. So that was why I always thought that was one of the best cases for we had the polygraphs, we had the witness testimony. It's why I, when we hear about Mike Rogers and that going against it now, I think that's a bit sad because for me, it's one of the best cases we've got of evidence in, in, my, in my opinion. I actually agree. And I met him this weekend and got to talk to him, me and Jared, and I asked him some questions. Just Oh, you're a lucky him. man. I'd I'd, I'd, if I come out next year, I'd, I'd, if I get a chance to meet him, I'd love to have a chat with him. I think he'd be a really cool dude to have a chat with. He is, dude. And he played guitar for us at like 3 a.m. What song did he play, Logan? I was too fucked up to remember, but I know you know. House of the Rising Back Sun. Ass up. Yeah, Travis Walton playing. Oh, it was the remix. Yeah, lucky man. Like the animals? Yeah. So... It was crazy. I was on edibles outside by the pool while all the guys We we never noticed, Shane. Honestly, mate, yeah. we never noticed at all. We we no. thought you were perfectly rational all the time. I, I know I played it cool, didn't I, guys? No one had a clue. <laughs> Good thing this wasn't really a pain job. I'd been fucking fired. That's for I was sure. a Go bit ahead, worried uh, about you 
I was worried about you getting to your podcast. I said to Chase, for fuck's sake, make sure someone makes sure he gets there. Oh, I got there, and I was hiring a kite on that damn thing. So if you guys get a chance, go check out me on Edibles on my my last podcast. It was fantastic, I'm sure. I haven't watched it. I don't remember what happened, but it ended quickly. So that's all I got to say. Uh, Randy, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Travis Walton's story changed my life. Um, I was seven years old. Nine, My brother was nine years old. We went hiking. He ran off and left me. I was lost. It was dark. I saw a light. Thought it was a helicopter or someone coming to save me. I ran out on this walk, just like Travis, man. Saw this light. Thought it was like, man, I was gone for three days. And just like I was confused, I ended up on this highway, same highway we crossed, but in a totally different location. This older couple, you know, picked me up. I told you all about what happened next, you know, but it's it's like, you know, and then it's just like how the people were treated him. That's why I told you I stayed in the dark, and you know, but you guys, you know, but the, that his story is what changed my life. It's like, man, this really happened, you know. Um, and it's just like, man, I, it's not, it's, you know, it, I, but I was adopted later more times, but, but his, his story, him coming out, that just changed my life. Sorry, I was hot micing there, Randy. I hope I didn't interrupt anybody. And I, I, I agree. His is one of the first ones that I ever saw or read and meeting him, just seeing him talk about these things. In my opinion, that shit happened. If not, just the look, and he's still the way he looks when he talks about it. It's not like I, it, it's a good yeah. thing. And I met him, and I felt his pain, you know. And I could tell his midi didn't tell his story, and and I could, I mean, I felt I'm intuitive, and I could just kind of felt his pain, and we could kind of tell we were both experiencers, and it was just like, wow, you know, I felt bad for him, he felt bad for me, and it's like we both know that our mission isn't over yet. I'm thankful and grateful to you, Randy. So, uh, Logan, your turn, buddy. You know what case I like even better than Travis Walton is um, the uh, Pascagoula um, abduction. With I, I don't really, I don't know if they were gone for very long. Um, uh, but the two guys, you know, they were fishing in, uh, well, I guess Pascagoula, uh, and uh, I forget what state that's in, Louisiana or something like that, maybe, um, Tennessee, maybe. Anyway. Uh, you know, the two guys that were fishing by the, uh, it's like a younger guy and then like an older guy. They're taking a break at work or something. They're fishing by like this little lake pond kind of area next to a bridge. And uh, next thing you know, a little ledge shows up and uh, um, these like uh, robotic looking creatures come out and uh, wrestle them, bring them inside. And there's like a more like humanoid looking like feminine, like uh, gray alien kind of looking alien that, uh, you know, has her way with them. And uh, isn't like a, I don't know. She like sticks her like long ass fingers like up his throat, like then up his like nose. He's like, what the fuck, you know? She's like, it's okay, I'm not gonna hurt you or whatever in his brain, yeah. And uh, anyways, so they uh, they get back to uh, you know they get dropped off, you know. There's they're cool, you know. They don't sleep them hanging or whatever. So, um, but the cool thing was like um, I just posted a video about this the other day, like. Uh, 45 like years later because there was never any like, witnesses like corroborating witnesses that saw their you know the whole thing go down right it's just their story that's you know probably most people think it's bullshit even today um, but um, another lady's come forward and uh, said she saw the whole thing go down and, uh, and then even more than that actually 
Uh, what's also like super interesting about that case is that um, when they uh, went down to the police station, uh, you know, the cops didn't really believe them. They thought they were just pulling, you know, whatever. But uh, they left a, um, a tape recorder in the room going and left them alone. And you could hear them alone in the room talking to each other like, man, what was going on there? And like discussing like uh, what was happening like during the abduction with each other. You know, like, you could tell they weren't faking it because someone else is in the room. And they're just talking to each other about like what just fucking went down, you know? So like I found that super fucking powerful. And uh, so, yeah, that's the uh, that's the case, I guess, in the dip. 100, man. I've watched this story. It's amazing, man. They recorded it underneath the table. They had a tape recorder, these guys, and they the cops walked away, and the recorder was going, and they talked just casually amongst them. You know, the old man, they, they were nervous. They go, I know they don't believe us, you know, and, and, and the cops were, like, recording these two guys just talking casually as they were in the other room. It was crazy. Logan, thank you, Logan. Thank you, Randy, for piggyback on that. I think it was Salvador next, and then Sean, then Kent, or we'll figure it out. Yeah, so uh, one of the cases that I really like, and it kind of has more of a history aside from uh, the event itself, uh, but it was in Colares, Brazil, on the northern uh, part of Brazil, and there was a small village, and in this village, they reported seeing small people and UFOs, and then they reported being attacked by light beams that were between four and six centimeters wide. Um, And uh, this was back in the late 70s. One of the things that I find most interesting is this is one of the recorded events that actually... um, that actually talk about people being attacked. And then another thing that I linked um, to that story in The Nest was a link to this show called Unidentified. Um, This show was interesting because there's one guy in particular. He's a fifth group guy. Um, He's an 18 Fox. So for you guys who don't know that is, that's a Special Forces Intelligence Sergeant. And I followed him. Um, just because he also, he's into shooting and stuff. Uh, and then next thing I know, I see he's about to be a part of the show. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And so as I'm watching the show, they talk about this, uh, they talk about this case and come to find out all the classified information that the Brazilians gathered was bought by Bigelow, uh, Robert Bigelow of Bigelow Aerospace. So that is, um, one of the cases that I find uh, one of the most interesting. Was it Kent or Sean next? Yeah, Kent. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, I was just going to say, I think um, another couple of cases that were interesting was Ronnie Zamora. I think that's another really cool case. And I'll just tell a, a really quick one I saw on one of the history um, UFO cases, uh, one of the normal, you know, um, History Channel, Discovery Channel ones, was a family driving along the road. And they said that they became aware of a craft driving like literally 30 feet off the ground and, and like 100 feet away alongside them. And as they were driving along, now I know it sounds, you know, a little bit super unusual, but they said that the back of this craft was open 
or opened up or was open and that there was like four beings holding hands, waving at them from the back of this craft. And it was just one of the funniest yet most unusual cases I'd ever heard of, you know, and that it was like one family driving along and that, and it was interesting that one of the witnesses said they almost felt like this other family in the craft that was sort of like waving and acknowledging them were some sort of distant relatives. I don't know if any is familiar with that case. It was on a, a Discovery or History Channel doco. I, I think I think I know which one you're talking about, Kent. I can't remember the name of it, though. Sean, go ahead. I know you put your hand down when you try to talk, too. Yeah, so uh, there's a cool case. I mean, obviously, you know, Door of the Eyes, it's my favorite experience. But there's a cool case. Um, it's not really well known from here in Rhode Island from 1992. Um, there's just two guys who were fishing on this reservoir that's out here. And they were out there for some hours. And finally, you know, it's really dark at night. And at some point, they see um, on the shore's edge, like, eight foot tall uh, pale blue humanoid that's like glowing from within just on the fucking shore's edge and they were completely freaked out and they're just like stunned looking at it and then before they know it there's like 15 to 20 of them of different <laughs> sizes all on the shore um, and the first one was holding like a flashlight type thing and it looked, they said it looked like it was looking for something. The guys who did this, they never, they went to MUFON, but they never came out publicly. They were like freaked out for years. So this thing's like looking with a flashlight like thing on the shore. And then all these multiple different humanoids are there, right? This pale blue glowing from within. The guys freak out. They try to start the boat, the engine to leave. And as that's happening, they start going, the fucking flashlight that the thing was holding, it starts following them, going over the water. And it eventually goes above them like eight feet and like beams a cone down a beam and just like circles them. And then they just fucking hightail it out of there. <laughs> and that was it. Um, that's one of the places that I go to a lot now, contact. Um, see a lot of interesting things out there. Not that interesting, but um, that's one that's cool that I never heard of until a few months ago. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of that one before. That's interesting. Um, I forget who was next. I think it was Screen and Estimate. Um, yeah, cool. I, I'd like to find out more about the one Sean was talking about, too. Um, I, put a li- I, put, I put a link. I don't know if it were, It didn't work for some reason, but I did tweet it uh, Screen. So if at some point, it's on my timeline, if anything, bro. But. Okay, cool. You the man. Um, I, uh, I shared the audio... From Rendlesham Forest, uh, that's one of my favorites, probably because I've seen the TR3B, so I'm a little biased. Um, but, you know, just all the similarities in the way that, uh, like, Burroughs describes it and stuff like that is just so on par with my experience. But uh, I think a lot of people forget that there's, like, uh, like six or seven minutes of audio from one of the nights of Rendlesham Forest because it happened two nights. Um, but there's actual audio and you can hear the dudes like, uh, like asking what to do about it, whether they should shoot it, like, should they engage or whatever, you know, they're like, Oh, it's coming back. And you can hear them talk about, uh, how it's affecting the animals and the farm and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I think that's, uh, something that more people should uh, at least listen to, but, uh, you know, you yeah. can find all kinds of videos on the whole thing. 
I'm going to share something with you, bro. Uh, I just, I have like a little extra clip from like uh, him talking about like describing like what happened to him that night. Um, like at the place, uh, I'll uh, go ahead and share with you. Oh, awesome, dude. Thanks. That'd be interesting. What are you thinking? What's your favorite case? Yo, what's up, guys? Um, man, someone mentioned the Peruvian case. I didn't know about that one. I just went down the rabbit hole. That's a crazy one, whoever mentioned that one. But, like, my favorite case is pretty boring. It's, um, it's, it takes place before 1947, which is kind of why I like it. Uh, this uh, Pible balloon observer at a, a weather bureau station in Virginia on three separate occasions caught a flying disc. Um, for, I think it was like from April to, to May or something like that. Um, caught this disc through a theodolite, so he was able to check it out. And this is a trained weather balloon observer, so he knows what he's looking at. Um, and he described like a, like a chrome metal silver disc three separate times, mentioned it to someone like, you know, within the facility, and that was that. Um, I like it because it was the first silver disc sighting before Kenneth Arnold did his flight, and it became like a like a social thing, right, when it was going to newspapers and stuff like that. So people always were like, well, this guy saw something, so now everyone's just parroting that. But this case um, came before, and what's also really cool about it is it's now missing from the National Archives, so, like, you can't even, you can't look it up. Thank God, like, people have foyed it before and documented it. Um, and this guy was contacted, like, 20 years later because someone who was familiar with the case wanted to go over details with him. And the guy, Walter Minichewski, he was, like, he went over the details, recounted what he saw, and was, like, well, that's weird, though. I never reported this to the military. Why is there a file and blue book on it? So it somehow got through the channels because that's how important it was um, without this guy's knowledge. So I always thought it was like a weird case. Um, it's really cool, you know, kind of makes me believe that there definitely was something that happened around those years and it wasn't just Kenneth Arnold, you know, uh, setting off a social contagion. Real quick too, let me say, uh, you guys, if you're not, you need to be following estimate of the situation. I just got my comic today. I, I did an unboxing video, and uh, I'll post it here later on. Let me just tell you, this dude is talented, and it's a new media form he's putting this shit out in, right? So it's important we speak to people, do TikTok videos, do whatever you can to get this message to family and all that other stuff. Now, I'll take this moment to shame, shamelessly plug all my panel up here, the speakers. The reason... I promise you guys, I've been to several conventions. Ain't nobody as smart as these guys in this damn room right here and girls, all of us. Uh, it's because we talk this subject. We do these case things. We, we have little spaces on this daily, every day. I go to multiple ones. I promise you guys, we can do a lot by just speaking about it. And you would be impressed with yourselves. When you go to talk to one of these speakers and they, their, their faces light up because your conversation is going to be a lot different than the ones they normally get, right? So do me a favor, follow all the people up here. They all do some great spaces. Uh, I have a podcast, check it out. Um, when I'm not screwing shit up on there, but you know what? It's all cool. I don't really give a shit. I'm not here for money. I'm just here to talk about my experience. I'm an experiencer. Sean's an experiencer. There's quite a few of us in here. Me and Sean post videos, so follow him. And my family's in here too. I will say that. One of the things that I was struggling with, this is so fucking stupid, but I'm going to say it, was, I hadn't done spaces in a minute because I was that wounded warrior and all those shit, dude. And I was lonely as fuck. I mean, I like all the people I'm around and shit, 
meeting them in person was cool, but I seriously missed bullshitting with my family, listening to you guys argue and the little ticks each one of us have. But you know what? It's every morning I wake up and, I, and I'll be, hopefully there's a space. If not, I'll try to start one just because it's cool to talk to people about UFOs and shit. So just keep doing what you're doing. Give everybody a follow. We'll keep this going. I think it was Kent or who was next? Kent, go. Yeah, no, that was that was nice, Shane. I, I think this all these discussions are, are great for everyone. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it so much. I've lost my train of thought. I, I'll I'll come back, mate. I'll put my hand back up. We'll get you back, Kent. Aaron. Hi there. Um, so this is my first time being in this space. I'm actually the uh, the guy that hosts the Balmo Report, it's a military and open source intelligence uh, news uh, space. And um, I'm a, so I'm a military historian, military analyst, and I'm also an autism advocate. I have autism myself and uh, wasn't allowed to serve in the military because of autism, but I'm doing it in other ways. I'm a scratch model builder and everything. Well, anyway, um wanted to say that um, my connection to UFOs is really, it's kind of interesting. Um, um, Stanton Friedman was uh, my uncle. Um, he passed away a few years ago. He, he was a ufologist um, and went to Roswell every year. And uh, so I do, I do follow the aspects of, uh, you know, some of the stuff that, from what he says and definitely some other, I've heard a lot of stories about, and not just stories, but, you know, experiences because they are experiences. Um, there was one, uh, one of the, of course, the big ones, this one I followed was the 2004, uh, outside of San Diego, the USS Nimitz in its encounter was one of the biggest ones that I've followed. And um, there's lots more than that, but it is uh, definitely an interesting uh, phenomena that, uh, that is going around, that has been going on for years. Um, one of the things... Uh, really interesting about the sites of UFOs um, and uh, either that or UAPs over, say, uh, nuclear weapons storage facilities in the Cold War. And it's not just in the United States, it's other countries as well. I believe in the, even in the Soviet Union it was happening. Um, yeah, there's numerous uh, pretty cool scenarios out there um, that have come out um, stories and, and scenarios that you know have played out within the military that we still don't know about and the Pentagon's UFO office has yet to declassify um, certain aspects of things right so yeah uh, so I wanted to say uh, thank you guys for your service uh, services that you've done um, in the in the forces and, and the US US military or other militaries and uh, yeah it's good to see you all Real quick, I'm, I'm going to let Astral take over after this. I forgot to plug the one person that I do care about. I don't give a shit about money, guys, but you can donate to Wounded Warrior. That shit saved my life, and I got brothers and sisters just wallering, right? You know, twice now they've come in. I just left the trip, and I had the best care I've ever received. So I was in such good shape. I went down to that UFO festival, and everyone else that knows me knows that I wild. I mean, I was crazy down there. And that, that's rough for me. So I was going off of a high of that and edibles. It was amazing. So go ahead and take over, Astral. Yeah, I'll I'll jump in, Astral. Um, one case I don't know if anyone's got info on it here that 
there was a rushing case of some divers that were down and apparently they encountered some, some I think it was not, was it nine large beings underwater? I, I'm not sure how many it was, but apparently they were quite big beings and apparently they either tried to capture one or got into some type of engagement with them and then were like blasted to the surface very quickly. I think some of them got the bends as well. I, th I think that's a fascinating case that I'd like to learn more about because it was I something that, that seemed to be living here, you know? What was that, Sean? Uh, I said I love that case, the Lake Baikal case. Screaming, screaming, just talking about that. Screen, screen, you can probably expound on that, man. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to tell him that. Uh, yeah, it's in Lake Baikal, Kent. Um, and there's lots of stories like that, actually, in these uh, places where they're like very deep lakes, freshwater lakes. Um, like the deepest ones on earth. Um, but yeah, it's basically what you said. Uh, they were cool. It was like a group of divers. They come across the humanoid uh, fish people type. Uh, from my understanding, it's kind of like a, a gray that lives underwater almost. Um, but uh, I, I did hear they were the inspiration for James Cameron. Was it James Cameron in, in the underwater movie? What was it? Um, Abyss? The Abyss. The Abyss. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think they were the... Yeah, the inspiration for that, weren't they? Yeah, and uh, like you said, they were cool with each other until the the human divers tried to capture one, and then they hit them with some type of uh, energy that like made them go up to the surface really fast. And uh, like you said, they had got uh, I, f I forget what they call it, where they go up too fast, um, and they get yeah, like the, the carbon dioxide and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I think they might have. Uh, like they were really injured and maybe they saved a couple of them. Maybe one died or something, but yeah, there's a, you can find a lot of information on that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. That's um, such yeah, an interesting case. I did hear about that though. Um, what was the case called again? Lake by call. Lake by call. Yeah. That's that's yeah. It's, and they had like helmets they forced on the uh, divers to come up so fast they uh they just had to die. They got the bends. Hey, real quick, I wanted to add too. If you guys can do me one solid, the other thing, all I ask you, you could pay for this whole space by one tweet. Just consider it a tweet pay. Just tweet, retweet it. Put shit down in the thread. Anything to do with this subject. I don't give a shit about anything else. The only reason I want that done, I don't give a fuck about the follows. I was talking to somebody when I was uh, at the conference. It was crazy. So she walks up. She was from Norway. Was it one of those places? She goes, no, old vet. And I said, Wait, what's up? And so she, because I heard her accent, she started talking. And she's like, oh, oh, she goes, I found your spaces. One of my friends had retweeted. And uh, that's why I ended up coming down here, you know, this whole freaking thing and finding this whole shit. She was an experiencer type thing. And I'm like, holy shit, that's cool. So the retweets aren't for me. It's just to let people get access to these resources to know they're there. Because I can tell you this, the groups that are in-person experiencer groups that like we run don't have this, don't know the shit that we know. And I was just amazed. And, and then I was texting Chase and I was like, dude, I need some of those resources. Send them to me now. Give me the link so I can tell. I don't know how to hand these out in real world, but what the fuck ever, right? So yeah, do that. If you have anything you want to put in these threads, as long as it's related to the topic, Maybe someone clicks on the link and watches a video they like and realize, oh, I've seen that. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Just do that and retweet, and that's all I ask. Well, maybe Yo, Shane set, up, uh, well. Shane set up like a 
like a booth at the at the conference representing UFO Twitter. <laughs> oh, dude, check this out. It's it's it's. I, I should have had a card. The only thing I can reference is UFO Twitter and Spaces, right? So all I talk about mainly, and I have a podcast, and I was down there with the podcast, but it's just like for me. All the information's here. We've been talking about it forever. So everywhere I went, like when I go to these experiencer sessions and, and they would talk and I, and I raise my hand and I'd be like, not just for me, from learning from you guys. It's, obviously, I can't say a link name, but I'd give them, hey, there's a resource for that. I just got to find it up in here because I know it's there. And I'd say, well, I, this is what I do. And I told them, I said, I hold these spaces, talk about mental health, addiction, veterans, experiences. I was like, there's a lot of us that do that. And I kept saying, if you guys want to do this every day, because they only get them once every year or whatever, then they roll around. And I, I said, just come to the UFO Twitter. That's the only thing I know. So I said, and this is my name. Look us up. I said, we have safe spaces that we talk about experiences. You, you get to talk about UAPs. We do this every day. And they were shitting their pants. They were like, this, this? Kind of like I was, like actual real world people talk about these things. So, yeah, these spaces been amazing, dude. Um, just retweet them so other people can get access to them. They don't give a shit about anything else. Besides Wounded Warrior. So I take that back. Go ahead, Chase. Tech, what's your favorite case? Well, I, I just, I mean, I, I think they're all interesting. I mean, this whole water association, I, there's something, there's got to be something to this. I mean, if you look at all the different occurrences that are over water, right? So you've got the Baikal case is one of them, which that was obviously freshwater. Then you've got the Nimitz case. Then you've got this Operation High Jump, which was the Navy. Then you talk, you think about what Bob Lazar was saying, that he was working for the Department of Naval Intelligence. There just seems to be a very strong connection uh, to, to water. Um, and, and I just, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but th th something tells me that, that there's, something, there's something down there, some kind of intelligent, I don't know exactly what it is, hominid or, or some kind of intelligent life, but there's something under the water there uh, somewhere. And and that's just always fascinated me the connection with with water. You see a lot of connect, uh, a lot of reports like in in uh, the northern peninsula of Michigan, so on the Great Lakes. I know there's a lot of reported sightings up there as well. Um, so I just I just find the whole water connection fascinating, and and I and I wonder what it really uh, what it really could be and what it could mean there. What what's going on down there? For sure, I completely agree. There's something with the water. Well, I have a question. How much does it cost to buy a satellite <laughs> and take our own pictures? I mean, I got some smart guys out here. What does what is, what is something like that run for the private people like us? Millions. Well, millions isn't bad. Millions isn't bad. I thought you were going to say billions. No, it depends how long you want the satellite to stay up there for, but you can put a satellite in orbit for less than 50 grand if you... Depends how long you want to put it in CIA orbit CIA Kent with the gems. Yeah, Kent they, knows. Have, they, have, they have what's called like a mini satellite, or what are they, micro satellites now? They're just a small little box. You can send them up for with a company because they less take a than, bunch of up. Go ahead. Yeah, less, less than four inches, I think, are the smallest ones they're putting up. I don't know about Although that, there is, Kent. there is... There is a website where you can go buy updated satellite images, so that that probably would be a better um, use of resources, in my opinion. Where's the thing? Putting... We don't even need to do that, man. So the thing is this: the government has pictures. Uh, different entities that have these satellites has pictures of this, and it's just a thing. And yeah, I know it sounds all conspiracy shit, but you better believe 
Our government not only has uh, hid this shit, there are crash retrievals. There are bodies somewhere. I'll tell you that I'm not going on a hunch so much as some as someone told me that has access type shit, right? So I thought so anyway, just from everything that was going on. And then now there's with the Christopher Sharp piece that just came out, and then with everything else, I'm telling you, there's there's a whole other freaking world here, and I I don't get how not, everyone's not even looking that way. There's still what we're a small percentage is paying attention. Go ahead, Kent. Um, yeah, I just just a quick mention on water. You know, um, when when you look at things like feng shui and and everyone talks, or oh, not everyone, but a lot of these philosophies talk about the energy field in water. And and when you look at it on the bigger picture, I mean, water literally permeates every single facet of life. So if, if water has its own energy and the correlations with female entities and water, spiritual energy and water and UFOs and water, I mean, the, it, I don't think it's any coincidence. I think it is the largest energy field on the planet and it permeates every form of life. Thank you for that, Kent. Real quick, I also wanted to thank Logan. Uh, Logan's going to be helping my uh, ass out with some social media shit. So for our podcast, I want to say, dude, I love you for that. And thank you very much. You're always cool for doing that shit. And be ready for an adventure. May involve edibles. I can't promise that. But whatever. Uh, Astro, why don't you take over for a little bit, dude? Because I know you had a pre that precog thing we were talking about. Or was it a remote viewing thing you want to discuss? Well, it was. it's kind of both, I guess, for the case. Um because I, I know you mentioned like remote viewing for this space yep. or you Do had it. it in there before. Uh, so I posted the Joe McMonagall uh, remote viewing. That's kind of the notorious one that happened in the Stargate program where they gave him a location um, uh, and he basically described this like a submarine that they were building inland. And so uh, they were like, oh, that's not possible. That'll be the biggest submarine ever, uh, you know, created. And there's no way for them to get it into water. And then he goes on to like remote view the future and then like month by month. And then he comes back and says in four months, they're going to bust down the wall. So bust down this uh, uh, like opening so they can bring the sub over to the ocean and then they're like, all right, all right, whatever, bro. And then four months later, they like it, it, they see it happening with the the uh, intelligence and, and satellites that they have, and they're able to see that like he was one hundred percent correct in like his whole shit. And that kind of just started off the whole remote like that. That was the one where they're like, okay damn like there's something to this and then that kind of started off the whole program where they started really taking it serious so then they started having them go to locations where they thought nuclear activity was going on or chemical weapons and missing people like it just got went into so many different directions just off of this one kind of remote viewing yeah the remote viewing stuff's kind of insane to me i mean it's like really cool that you can just do that i thought i had my mic on when i was telling my dog he's being bad trying to beg for food it wasn't for you guys if that's what happened so um i'm gonna say my favorite case is uh the woodrow what darren berger injured cold case 
Um, so at the same time, the whole Mothman thing was going on. There was a whole series of other paranormal things going on around the same area. Um, Kiel writes about it in the Mothman Prophecy. The book actually discusses all of that stuff as opposed to the, with the movie. And uh, so Woodrow was driving home one evening. In the He was in the local area, and uh, he came across some lights in the road, and it happened to be a craft. And the door opens, and out of the craft comes what looks to be an elongated man, just looks like a human with a Cheshire grin, and it's kind of floating to towards his car. And as he comes to his car, the man doesn't open his mouth but talks to him just like through however telepathy or one of these type of things, right? And tells him, you know, don't be scared, just roll down your window. And he starts talking to him and just continues to talk to him and telling him he's gonna he'll be back and see him again. Most people know about that part of it because they've just heard the name Indrid Cold, but what they don't know is he actually wrote a book because uh, Indrid Cold kept coming back and he continuously came back and he made all kinds of predictions and things like that. So I know the book's pretty hard to see and read, but it's one of my favorite cases because it's just so absolutely crazy when you think about it. Just a guy come, comes, just looks human, he says, and he just ends up floating your way and then speaks to you telepathy. Of course, then again, I guess you could. it could be worse. You know, it could be a blood drinking lizard i suppose well I yo sean didn't didn't uh, dorothy azad talk about something like that like she went on a trip and then the they parked the ufo and then the family just was speaking in telepathy and blending in and shit yeah um there's a crazy chapter it's my favorite chapter uh this this man this tall basketball Hey Sean, can you can you restate that? And uh, you're you're a little muffled. Can you hear me? Am I good? Better. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Yeah. So this uh space suit, this tall basketball player type guy, her window, shoots that guy. Okay. Now you're no longer good. God damn it! What about now? Yes, but maybe not in the future. I'm going to give this one last shot. Chase, you're going to be my uh, barometer of what's going on, okay? I can hear you now, so you're good. Give him thumbs up, thumbs down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been able to hear just my last two times that I clap anyway because I know he'd be dropping shit good. So Maybe I should come back in. I'll come back in. Go to to Kent. (laughs) All right. All right, right, bad, dude. Kent, what up? One of the cases that frustrates me the most is the Phoenix Lights. The this this was apparent, you know, and I believe it was real. I, I don't doubt it for a second, but you know, even though it was back in ninety four or ninety seven, ninety seven, wasn't it? That there's not more photographs. I mean, this thing apparently a mile or two wide, absolutely phenomenally huge, went right over the top of so many people. There's so many eyewitnesses. And yet there's just so little, even just photographic. That's that's one thing that really frustrates me, that, that case, Phoenix Lights, because I thought it would be a great case to get disclosure to the world, you know? You know what? Actually, it's funny you talked about that. There's a lady there that was putting that together uh, that at that last conference I was at, and she was talking about some different things. 
that went on over the years. And one of the things someone always asks about that when that dude comes out, yeah, what was it? One of the representatives of the government, and he says they had information, and he had a dude come out in a fake alien costume. Someone always mentions that shit every time because it was just a, it was just mocking us. That's that's all it was. So. Yeah, but that that was um um what was he Harrington or what the, he was the um the mayor he was also an air force pilot, and he came out years later and said unequivocally, I apologize for what I did. It was misleading. We were just trying to calm things. I think it was a joke and excuse, but he came out years later and said unequivocally, this thing was huge. You know, Simon said yes, that's the guy Logan. Yeah, and he also said too that he actually saw it. He still did that even after he saw that shit, which is crazy. So uh, it would be Andrew or no tech. Well, well, it's a testament just to how, you know, influenced this topic is that, you know, he sees this thing with his own eyes yet is willing to go out on stage and make fun of it um, and mock it because, you know, if he didn't. I'm really actually surprised he came back on the TV show later and recanted his story um and said like no i actually saw this thing and um like they weren't lying you know so i think that shows just the pressure that can be applied to people at times all right i'm just doing a quick mic check let me know if i'm good oh you're good that's dude. better hey, i think no yeah shit. you're next then right because yeah, hey sean i know shit, nope. dude. I, I uh i couldn't hear shit for the last two or three times you're talking so i'm trying to keep up on captions and shit but i was like fuck it it's all good i he's doing good so fuck it oh no no bro definitely let me know next time definitely let me know um i'll be quick and then you get the hands up all right so the dorothy isaac chapter guy comes to the window spaceship in the backyard right and he's like yo you want to go to coney island you know as aliens say and then <laughs> she <laughs> and then she's just in the ship and then there's a family there's like a daughter there's a mom, and then they're just above the um, carnival shit, the amusement park shit at Coney Island. And then before they know it, she's just on the they're on the ground walking, and the ship is parked like above. And she says to the guy, um, like telepathically or whatever or whatever, and she's like, "Someone's gonna see that, right?" And he's like, "Don't worry, like no one's gonna notice it, because you know no one ever does." So it's just up there, and then they're speaking telepathically. They're, you know, they're human looking, right? So they're, it's not, they don't look different than, they're not like aliens walking around. They're, they look the same. I think there was a slight, slight difference. I forgot what she said it was, but nothing that anyone would think is anything. You see people that have quirks all the time, right? Like it's nothing. So they're just experiencing, like having this human like experience at this amusement park. Um, and then they take her home. And she lets you know that she has footage of this shit, too. She's like, listen, I wasn't dreaming, okay? I got this shit on tape. This is what happened. Um, it sounds insane, but, yeah, it's stuff like that. It's, it's how, fucking How come she get more stuff out, though, um, Sean? How, how come she can't get more of the really good footage out, mate? Is, she's is kept it so long, Well, dude. she's she's passed away a couple years ago now. Um, she... Well, this is the thing. A lot of it has been shared with, like, the government. Like, all the good shit. A lot of it has made its rounds. Um, A lot of it hasn't been seen, because this is so much. Um, But, you know, if you read her book, and she describes some of these really detailed ones, she'll talk about, you know, having people of... Talk about 
professors and psychologists and people in the government and photo experts and everyone you can imagine sitting down watching these very you know obvious type scenes that are that are just there can i could go into a whole i could do a whole space about why her stuff is suppressed i don't want to go down that route right now but it's oh, no, not, it's, it's, not like, it's not like, an uh, accident there's no like accident a key, a key conversation too that that was in the documentary um that that i remember was she had a conversation with heineck and she was like well should i just start putting them out every time i get them and he's like no you should put together a really good case and so I think that was like the first kind of thing where she was like, okay, instead of just putting it out there right away, I'm going to gather a lot of evidence. And I think that had a twofold effect of like her not putting it out right away, but of her like really wanting to gather a lot, a lot of stuff. But it, even Terry, bro, you're, you're the guy, Terry, who works like he's talking about all the stuff that he still needs to go through, which is crazy, too. It just seems such a shame that we can't get more of this stuff out because I think people like Dorothy and, and you know, all, all the uh, noted celebrities, are. there's just so much information we could learn and, and share and try and get our head around. I think Dorothy's story will be told properly one day. You know, it's, 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 it's so interesting. Like, we talk about these, like, everyone knows about, and again, this, please be clear here. I'm not singling out anyone. I'm just using this as an example, right? You, everyone knows Travis Walton, like as far as in the community, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows, uh, like Chris Bledsoe, every fucking body knows, like all the like great cases that you guys brought up when you guys were talking about, like, you know, everyone knows those and it's great and they should know those, but it's like, it's, you know, when you delve into like her story, it's like, oh wait, this is like a different type of level here. This is like. Oh, she was being investigated. Oh, they did take her seriously. How come we never fucking heard about that? Again, I'm not going to go into it, but it's just, it's convenient. Seems very convenient that her um, story isn't more well known. But I think her story will be told properly when it's all said and done. If I could just quickly say, I think that there's more than one person that they are still very interested in. And I think people would be surprised how much effort's gone to once they recognize someone to ensure that they never notice how much they're noticed. Are you talking about the Bledsoe's? I think, I, look, it, it, it only stands to logical reason that if there's a Bledsoe or if there's a Dorothy, that there's probably another thousand of them out there. So how many of them are out there and how many of them are noticed, and how many of them have a voice, and how many of them are listened to. I mean, it, it only stands to reason that if there's a Chris Bledsoe, and if there's a Dorothy, there's at least a thousand Chris's and a thousand Absolutely. Absolutely. No? Absolutely. Ken, we were talking about this yesterday. No, I think that's wild. Day. That's a wild leap. No, it's true. I mean, it's probably, let me say that, it's probably true. Like, I mean, not to get stuck on semantics with a thousand. I'll say this, Ken. I'll say this, right? If people like Dorothy and people like Chris Bledsoe, as the example you just gave, if they're having those type of experiences, what that means is it's bigger than them. It means that th these these are experiences that people are having. Like, there's, there's nothing that is secluded to one person. There's and nothing that one person can do. As, as being special like that either. 
Say again, actually. I was saying, and 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 Dorothy, she didn't see herself as being like a savant or like something at all. Like, you know, that's that's the whole point, guys. They a lot of these people that are very special in the long term because of their experiences are very very ordinary people. That's one of the things I think is really important to understand. If a very ordinary person has that experience and gets noticed like a Chris or a Dorothy, they become instant celebrities at some level. But if that same thing happens to someone out in the middle of the jungle or the, or the desert or somewhere else in the world and they don't get noticed, they're still having that experience. They're still engaging that same phenomenon. And we don't even know about it, you know? Absolutely. No doubt. Uh, I want to get around to some other people too, man. Tech, what's up? Yeah, so for me, by far the most interesting case has always been Bob Lazar. I know there's a lot of there's there's some definite points in his in his story about the you know his uh, augmenting or bullshitting basically about his his academic credentials, but to me that that's really not very important. A lot of the other things that he is he has come out with, specifically the videotaping that he did of those test flights and the fact that he knew where those test flights were. He took multiple people out there. There's analysis videos that I'll post one in the chat on from YouTube where they've done basically a, a video analysis of the object uh, that, that he filmed in there uh, out, out over the test site. The fact that, you know, the, the government has been harassing this guy forever. I don't know how many of you saw Corbell's uh, film, uh, UFOs or Area 51 and, 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 and flying saucers, whatever it was called. But uh, the fact that they were talking about the Element 115, and then the next day Bob Lazar gets raided by the FBI with like 75 agents showing up, um, and then you know they start taking him upstairs and asking him all these questions about this this Element 115. Um, the fact that with the W-2 form, people have done independent research on that form. I guess there was I was reading something today about individual who went into i don't know if it was the pentagon it was somewhere in washington where they were trying to get confirmation of that w-2 with the department of naval intelligence i guess the guy was pulled into a two-star general's office and the general was like don't ever bring this up ever again etc there's just there's so many things on there that to me just just seems it just seems it, it just seems very real now I, i'm not de denying that it could be it could be bullshit but the bottom line is, is that that's the one that really sucked me in 20 years ago. I mean, I've been obsessed with that case since it first came out because it just it just has the ring of truth to it for me. Again, not not saying that some of his story doesn't sound a, a little ridiculous, like especially like where he lied on his resume about his, his academic credentials. But if you connect the dots of, of a lot of the things that he's put out there, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Perfect example, something so small, like where he talked about the Delta and Omicron configuration of how the craft basically tilt up on their side before they're about to propagate through through space. You actually can go and look at all these different cases, like the one in Zimbabwe where the children actually had contact with that object. There was a teacher who took a picture of it. The craft was doing the exact same thing. I mean, what are the cool, what are the odds of, of these craft uh, uh, manifesting in the exact same configuration? You actually can see it in the Nimitz or the, the uh, I don't remember what it was called. It might have been the Tic Tac video or the Nimitz video where you saw the gimbal, the, ca the craft rotated into the exact same configuration that he was describing 20 years ago. Um, and then the, the, the last point is the physics behind it, to me, is the only thing that makes sense if this is actually an interstellar species that, that's contacting us. You're not traveling 
through linear propulsion methods. They're utilizing some type of gravitational propulsion to where they're bending the fabric of space and time to, to, to move. Um, so you put all those things together, and to me, it just has the ring of truth to it. So that's that's always been my go-to case for, for all this stuff. Tech, can I ask you a quick question, bro? Yeah. Um, have you... Um, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying, by the way. This is I, I'm genuinely interested. Have you like looked into any of the um, uh, not the uh, like salacious like slander stuff, but have you looked into like the like the analysis on the other side, the more like below surface stuff? Like for example, uh, alien scientist. He's done a, a lot of interesting um, research on on Bob on Bob Lazar, and so I have a lot of other people. I just wondered if you've um. Like I looked have. into any of those on and what you thought about that. Appreciate. I it. have, and I have, I have this alien scientist specifically. He seems to have a, a very, he seems to be very fixated on trying to disprove Bob Lazar. Yeah, he ruined his life. Yeah, yeah, a little oddly so, I would say. I don't want to be pejorative about anybody, but it was, it was, it was a little strange how obsessed he became over it. But that's neither here nor there. I agree that there are some points that are very odd. The whole thing about with Lazar, with the thing with his ex-wife, the thing about with Lazar, with the, what was it, the pandering. But interestingly enough, the whole thing with the pandering, if you actually go, there's there's footage of him in court in Nevada. And the judge is even saying it's very difficult to get information about Mr. Lazar because he seem, the government, has, it seems to be concealing some of his of, of the information about him. And then again, one last thing is this whole Wilson Davis memo that came out as well. That seems to kind of back what he's talking about as well. First of all, they were outside of EG&G, which Lazar claimed is the one that basically brought him into the entire project. And it seemed to be the same thing he said, where they're taking this technology out every 10 years and trying to have the material sciences catch up with it. So there's just all those different data points to me that lend some credibility, but I will totally acknowledge all of the counterpoints that have come out there that attempt to poke holes in his story. For sure. And the and, and last thing, real quick, like, would you, because this is what I would like him to do, right? And I feel like this would, like, help a lot. I feel like I don't know the proper thing, so excuse me for misspeaking. He, like, there's different physics and stuff involved here. I feel like a lot of the criticism with him, I think it's valid, is he hasn't, like, you know, gone through whatever type of proper channels or people who would know and to to explain some of the stuff in detail. So when I, when I see some of the science-based guys who get really frustrated with him, I mean, to me, that makes sense. And I feel like the fact that that doesn't happen, it's just suspect. Right. No, and I get it. But my whole thing is, is that if we were to base everything on the science-based guys like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who for years has been rejecting this entire area of study out, outright, then, then the ball never gets moved down the court, right? We, we never advance in science. And I agree with you that he hasn't done, he hasn't done uh, enough divulging of these things. Here's the bottom line. He supposedly has a piece of element 115, right? Just break it out. Take the 115 out and, 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 and demonstrate it. Take it out. And there's, I mean, I don't know if you saw the movie, but there is footage in there, supposedly of the cloud chamber. There's some very weird stuff in that cloud chamber footage. I saw, I noticed it right off the bat. There's also some analyses that were done on YouTube about it that showed some some very odd like waves propagating out from this material, etc. But the bottom line is that would be that would answer everything if they could do some type of analysis on this physical piece of, of material that he supposedly said was machined at Los Alamos. And it demonstrated those properties, then it's end of story at that point. But until he says he's not doing that for his own protection, et cetera. But that to me would be the proof. That would be the ultimate proof, right? It's it's indisputable at that point. If it defies the laws of physics as we know them, then he's proven his case. If not, then he's full of shit. So, and hey, I, real I quick. Was... Wait, sorry, real quick, Chase. No, you're fine, buddy. 
Uh, that was kind of my fault. I just, before we get to Andrew, though, I just wanted to say this is why when I'm at every conference, I'm almost the smartest fucker in every room minus the speaker most of the time. Sometimes. Because from both of these people asking questions and doing this back and forth that we always do, I, I've learned so damn much more than I would have just learned reading a book. It's how I, I find out cases and things like that. So, hey, make sure you guys follow all these people speaking because my plan is to do these probably about, you know, as frequently as I can and, you know, just have people armed with something they want to talk about because this is how we learn shit. And Andrew, you can go ahead, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I think you and thank you, Shane. You make an excellent point there. Um, we can do a lot of analyzing um, data from the past. We can look at experiments that have gone on in the past few years, even real recent stuff. And I think that's where we're going to learn a lot. Um, you know, keeping our attention on what's coming down the pike that's new. What's the what's the, the greatest, the latest? Because because people like that. They like the young guns, the young crowd, and they like to see new uh, new research, new efforts. And for that reason, if I could just circle back for a second, let me go back at least 10 or maybe even 15 minutes. It's been a long time. But someone, somebody said earlier, why don't you know how much would it cost? And we threw some numbers out there and, we, and it just didn't go anywhere. But how much would it cost to put our own satellite up there? Can I ask who it was that, that asked that? That was Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was me. OK, well, could I ask you another question? Because I guess it was answered and I missed it or something. But but like, could I ask if you don't mind sharing that? You might not want to. But what made you ask that? And, and what was the thought that was in your mind when you asked that? Uh, one, we would own it. We could have our own camera or whatever. It would be our data. Nobody else's data. I, I, I do understand uh, what Chase had said. I think it was Chase or Astral. Um, that there is an electronic printout every day. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. But um, I, that's just what I was thinking. Plus, I was just curious how much it was. I mean, really, when you think about it, I, I, I don't know. So it was price and owning it. You know, it's, 20, it's 2022, you know. It's like we should be able to own a lot more now. But, you know, even though individually we can't, Together we could. <laughs> That's all. Thank you. You make an excellent point. I've got beside me two lottery tickets from the other night. I finally, I was like, well, let's get them out of your glove box. And then, you know, I put them up here and a couple of days went, another day went by and I'm like, well, let's check them out. Cause that's about the, the odds I have. And, and that's just the honest truth. Cause there's some people here that have money. There's some people that here that have more money. Some people here that have less, but what if we actually found, I say this crowd, because, you know, you'll, I'll first, I'd be the first one to, to, to you know, I'll, you can draft it. We'll put some legalese into it, hire a cheap lawyer, but I'll sign on the dotted line. It's actually a solid line. No, I have never taken a dollar from um, three-letter groups or from you know the government. I'm not a paid informant. I'm not going to steer the project. I don't have a special interest. In fact, I say you want to You're hire a nice Templar. Yeah, please do. Look at my current lifetime, 50 years, and see who I've worked for and see who I represent. Then if you want to vet somebody and say, and I say vet in, a, in the most polite way I know how, because why we've got actual vets in the room. And I would say, well, let's, let's look at their story because you know, that's, that's our host. I think if you look at the people who are behind the efforts, now the independent research groups, say you've got a podcast, right? Well, what are you doing in your podcast? What's your track record? What have you accomplished? Which in the nicest possible way, what I just mean is look at people, find out, are they shady? Are they slippery? Do you kind of know that? And, and some of them, Hey, will you sign that you're not taking a check from three letter? 
Because if you'll do that, then you've already got my my interest. And the more I hear every day, people are skilled here. People have tremendous video editing skills, audio skills. I'm an IT guy. I need a job. That's not my motivation, though. What I'm saying is if you've got a few million dollars, which sounds like a lot to me, yeah, it does because I don't have it. But if you found some people willing to put that in and you get the right group of people, I'll give you new data all right. And who is going to censor the photographs that we get? And it doesn't sound like that's – let me calm down for a second. I'm 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 – uh, motivated. I'm passionate about that. I'm in North Carolina. Bledsoe's just what well, I'll get on my bike today, tomorrow when it's daylight. I'll ride down there. You give me somebody that'll go and film it. I'll produce you some. I mean, if he's willing to cooperate and you can keep these guys trying to run this show, they want to manage Bledsoe. They want to manage Corbell. They want to manage everybody. I dare you to manage me. And the reason I say this is because I'll give you the truth if you help me and I will sure as hell help you to find it. That's all I'm saying. And Christy, thank you because I noticed that point scooted right through us. And I'm like, well, listen, I hear you. The data is out there and look at how it's being managed. So if we give you new data or even help improve on some of the existing, wow, let's just not say this is our limit. And if you say it takes money, we'll put a little money into it. I would if I had it. I swear I would. And if I win the lottery, you know how I'm going to spend it. Thank you. And Chrissy, if you wanted to make a point after that, please come back and 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 pick off of that, please, because I want to see these things happen. I really do. Um, I just want to let you know, Andrew, that if I win a lot of money, I'm not going to spend it on UFOs. I'm going to spend it on partying and traveling all over the place. Just, just so you know. Hey, real quick, too. That's a good point, man. I get that. No, hey, I ain't going to bitch about that, but before we move on, I want to say, do me a solid, everybody. Mariah, who's in here listening right now, give her a high five or a clap right now. She's been clean going on. How many days, Mariah? Post that in the thread. That's some hard-ass shit, and I'm proud as fuck of you for doing that. Great decision. Stick with it. We're all here with you, okay? You know I'm here. DM me if you need to talk about that bullshit. You're the bomb because it's hard. I know you're not speaking, but I'm going to point you out because you're a hero. That shit's hard. I know. Yeah, and so, if you ever need to come up here to just come talk to get away from your, you know, obsessive thoughts about something like that, please feel free to do that too. Because, yeah, that's uh, that's impressive. Keep keep at it. Yeah, Bravo. I'm proud as fuck. So I shouldn't have said that if it's recorded, but I'm proud of you. Just know that, okay? So let's move on. Commander wasn't or complex commander, weren't you up? Oh, uh, yeah, man, we've gone off on so many tangents. Um, first off, um, yeah, Lazar. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was a few minutes ago, at least. Uh, Element 115, you know, if he had a sample of that back 30 years ago, you know, it, you know the current Element 115s that we can create, because we can create it, or maybe Russia did, I, uncertain it may have been israel um nonetheless um it degrades so quickly there's so many different isotopes of that perhaps we do not have the isotopes yet that will last more than a few microseconds if that makes sense um I mean, his original videos back where he's driving the Corvette up and explaining gravity uh, A, gravity way B, it's impressive. And he's not wrong. He just didn't have the maybe correct etymology, the correct wording to explain it back 30 years ago that maybe he does now. Um, so I'll leave it right there. But, uh, I mean... 
I kind of believe him, at least from my research. And I, I just do it on the side. I just dabble in this stuff, you know, uh, just tossing that out there, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to talk a little bit on the Bob Lazar story a little bit too. So thanks for bringing it back up complex. Cause like, I'm pretty sure we had like Richard Doty on a space the other day and he was saying he worked there for like two weeks or something like that. And then I know you had, um, Travis Taylor come out and say he was like a janitor or something. So it, it seems like the government is at least acknowledging that he did work. Did, did he mean that for practice. real? Was that not a shot? Did he literally mean he was a janitor? I, I couldn't tell if he was being like, I think it was a little bit of a shot. Okay. I, I agree. But why are they trying so it's amazing how much it's amazing how far everyone seems to be going to try to discredit this guy at first you know at first with los alamos he didn't work there then they found his name in the actual register i mean george knapp basically went and videotaped them going into los alamos into all these areas they let him right in he was in the laboratories now again he could have been a correct yeah they said he was doing radiation detection that, that i acknowledge that that's that's very possible but my point is why is the government so interested in this guy? Why are they giving him so much trouble? George Knapp, when he did the investigation on it, all the witnesses that he contacted, or a large portion of them, they were all harassed. A couple of them were threatened with their lives, uh, where there was a woman who was, I don't know if she was a secretary, somebody that worked at Area 51, and she was going to basically give, I don't know if, she was going to give a statement about what she overheard, etc. Um, and then she was contacted by some type of government agency that was saying, you know, it's a big, it's a vast desert out there, and you know, you wouldn't want she to. Was, yeah, yeah, she was shut down. Exactly. So it's just all those things. Why are they going to so much length to discredit this guy if he's full of shit? And I'm not saying that he. I'm not saying that it's not possible. It's very well possible. It just there's something about his story that just rings very true to me, and it always has. It just he, he's never not really deviated from his story. I mean, he gave a little more detail on Joe Rogan that he that he has in the past, like about the 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 uh, archaeological dig piece of it. Um, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Something they found, you know, from yeah. thousands of years ago, which is not impossible. Ex exactly. So I, I, I'm telling you, it just to me, it just feels like there's there's some element of truth there. It's possible that there's some lies as well, but it's a very interesting case. By the way, guys, real quick, I just posted a couple of links. I'm gonna do one more in the chat with some Lazar footage. Interested in looking at it? So, right on. Hey guys, also, it's 29 days. Congratulations, Mariah. That's hard as hot. So I appreciate that. And I'm so happy for you to make that choice. And I see that you're from, what did I say? New Mexico? So I'll be speaking in New Mexico at the Roswell. What, which one is this? The uh, UFO Expo. Me, Toby, we're doing the whole Roswell thing. So if you get a chance, you stop by that shit. Uh, check out the website. I think we're being, I don't know if they've added us today or they're at us tomorrow, but it's, I don't, it's, I'll throw it's it up there. I guess. Oh, oh, you got it? Yeah, put the website in there. Do me a favor. Also, hey, at um, the UFO Congress, International UFO Congress, Alejandro and um, Karen Bard, please, if you can find them and just tell them thank you. They sent me down there. I had a blast after my Wounded Warrior trip and I, I talked to a lot of people, uh, set up interview stuff. For spaces, things like that. Because again, I represented UFO Twitter like it was my job. I was just like, I'm this guy from UFO Twitter. That's how I always introduce myself. How fucking embarrassing. Well, I guess I've done worse shit. So, uh, hey, Astro, why don't you take over for a little bit? 
Hey, and Shane, yeah, can no you problem. send me those? Can you send me those names again? Because I will add them. I just I have a short term memory problem, I guess. I, it, no, it's not a problem. If I'm just gonna do it once, why not just do it the goddamn self, man? Well, because if you send it to me, then I won't forget. I know I'm messing with you, bro. I got you. And again, thank you, Chase, for doing this and helping me. And I don't know if Logan's still in here, but I got a lot of family in here. So Emily, all these other people who've helped me and done all kinds of cool shit for me. So your guys are awesome. Now take it. Uh, what's up? The truth is out there, man. I want to welcome you up here, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. I just wanted to speak on the Lazard thing. He could have been part of these legacy UFO programs where like no one knows what's going on and no one has any information. That's why Mellon doesn't believe him because like Mellon doesn't know anything about these programs. They know it exists, but they don't know like which people are actually working in there. And like how you said that the government is going so far to discredit Lazard. They don't do the same thing with Angeli. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, and that, just real quick, that was one of the things that he kept talking about was the high level of compartmentalization in S4, that like the material science people weren't allowed to talk to the propulsions people, weren't allowed to talk to all the, the different groups were kept very segmented, and there was a high level of militarized control there. So it was really <laughs> stifling the, uh, the, the, the progress <laughs> of scientific discovery that they were trying to accomplish. So just a really interesting case. I, I just wanted to add in context with Lazar's case um, for the old guys amongst us that were actually watching unfold as it unfolded in real time. It's a different experience for us because we were there when this case actually came out and they were analysing George Knapp and the way the case was being reported and then it came out that his name was Bob Lazar and it was a very different story for us because we saw the scrutiny of George and we saw the scrutiny of Bob in real time and how the world actually really reacted to it because I was very interested in the case, as I've said before. And that's why I believe Bob is legit because, you know, in real time, we saw this scrutiny and we saw how well George handled it and how well Bob handled it, even though they were trying to tear the guy apart. And then later on, you had the other stuff come in. But you guys are all sort of looking back at it from 30 years ago and some of us guys in here actually lived it in real time. So we have a different perspective on it, you know? Right, right, right. Kent, very good, very good perspective. I mean, look how, you know, information is now versus 30 years ago. They were trying this shit 30 years ago. There's something there. I just want to speak really quickly. They tried to say, can, can I ask a good question? Why is it that when sometimes people say, if I could just, I know you, you guys run a great room. But if a person keeps their hand up long enough, don't they have a, a right to jump in? I'm sorry. I just get upset with the protocols in these hey, rooms. Sometimes. Hey, you know what, Andrew? You're right. I apologize if we missed you, buddy. You do. You're fine. You're handling yourself well. Go ahead. What but, do you but, got? But the, but the bottom line is people, people do this constantly, and they do it to Bob Lazar, too. I say the two go hand in hand. More people have tried to shut that guy down, and that's your real point, is they're trying to shut him down before they can even get him up on the stand – where he'll put his, I mean, I don't know if he's religious. Yeah, I do. But he'll put his hand on a Bible. That guy has taken bullets, literally. You know, the fact that they didn't make him through the side of the car is why he's still here. And you doubt him. I'm sorry. He's the litmus test. I feel strongly about it. So do a lot of people in this room. But I just feel like you're. it's, it's almost like we come into these spaces and he's still being torn down over and over. 
And I know people like that in the in the religious uh, sphere because they do that to the man 2000 years later. But I'm not trying to say, you know, all right, I, I hear you. For some people, he's like a he's he's a, he's a hero to the point that he's almost a religious celebrity. But if you don't get these guys up there soon enough, someone will. You know, we're we're still trying to. They're like, oh no, he, we're going to let him talk, and yet here you are. You got people who ought to know better. And I don't know who this guy is, Melon. This guy, please, really, if you're listening to what they're doing and they don't have nothing but good things to say about Bob to get him out there, look at that. Even the people, you know, you're doubting him. Seriously, no, you have the right to do that. You're right. You just don't have the right to tell other people what to believe. And these these managers, these information managers are telling you in 2022 who you should and should not believe. And I'm thinking, come on, people, we can do a lot better than that. You know, I ordered the tapes. I listened to him explain this stuff. I'm not a physicist. That's my weak point. But I came to understand UFOs a long time ago because of Bob Lazar, who told you how they work. He told you how he knew it. And if you haven't watched the story, I think you can see they're still trying to get Element 115 off of him. And as is pointed out, we don't even know how to do it yet. Or at least that's what the story is. We can, right. we can yeah, you know, we don't have the ability to make it a solid isotope is what I mean, or make it a solid element. But he's got he's, – find me the weak point in his story. He was the janitor? Okay, then I'll give – hey, he was Bruce Almighty. That's who he was. There's your janitor. And you still don't believe him? No, please. Just forget it. Do you guys seriously think he has 115 and the government can't get it from him if they want to? Does anyone legit legitimately think that? Yes. That's that's please expound. What I mean, what do you mean? He he could have concealed it somewhere. I no, mean, no, it, please expound on the it. fact that if the government actually knows that he has element 115, you do you think that they can't get that from him? You think that's oh, something that they're I, unable to do? No, no, no. I don't think it's impossible, but I think I think it's highly I think it's highly probable that he has some of it. I mean, he's hinted at it. You can hear every time he goes out there and, and talks. I about would say it. it's more likely that if he does have it, that the government could easily get it if they wanted to. That's where this. And again, that doesn't mean that his story isn't true. Like th that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like it's that has to be addressed. Like it's it's very cool to think about this guy like hoarding 115. And the Address government raid. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish my thought. And the government like raiding him and like trying to get it. Fair. I'm with it because guess what? They absolutely would try to get that from someone if that was a thing, right? My point is they would do it. They would get it eventually. This is not something that he would like. They would get that shit. We're talking about the United States government, right? And something as very yeah, critical as this, they'd be able sure. to get it. In Sean, in 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 all honesty, though, mate, if they if they had to actually get it, they would have to acknowledge that it's real. So right. if in order for it to be the resources to be applied to be able to get it anywhere it was, because Bob would have stashed it with someone else, not with himself. Absolutely. Well, somebody in here recently said that they raided it, his house for it, right? Yeah, but if, if he doesn't it have it, they would have to deploy a lot of resources to find it, and then they would have to acknowledge it through sources that they probably don't want to acknowledge, if you know what I mean. Oh, yep. for sure. So, Ken, right, let's stay there because you're right. That's a great point. So, do you, let me ask you your personal opinion. Do you think that they got that and they from him and they they just didn't say it? Like, what do you what do you think? I think if if he was smart enough to get it out, <laughs> if if it can't be detected, and if he was smart enough to get it out, then there's no way they're going to find it. He would have made sure they won't find it. Agreed. 
but it's not impossible. That I will concede. And I think these challenges are great, by the way. I, I, nobody should take anyone's word at face value. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he just produced it, like, I, I posted a tweet. This whistleblower thing is coming out where they're supposed to be basically giving cover to whistleblowers and granting them immunity or whatever it happens. I don't know all the details. Well, boy, what an opportunity for Bob to, to, to shut everyone up and to, to come out and, and, and produce this stuff and, and show what's out there. But I, I don't think they would ever let that happen. I think if that was because that could that could flip things upside down. Um, if if his claims are true, um, then, then it's a major paradigm shift for for the whole world. So, well, the paradigm shift is going to come no matter what with whatever Chris Sharp is saying, where whistleblowers are lined up, and we're supposed to have a hearing in December. True. Something to think about. If if that if what Bob says is true, and I believe he's telling the truth, then the paradigm shift isn't going to change. It's already changed years ago. They've had this tech for years, so it's only our acknowledgement and understanding of it that's going to change. That it's there. If it's there, it's there. You know what I mean? I mean the level of detail that this guy gave on his observations. If watch the Joe Rogan podcast where he was talking about it. There's been a couple of others where he has. I mean, when he was talking about being in the lab and and it stopping up, freezing a candle, like the, the light stopped flickering, but it was still emitting photons and like that a small black hole, like a, not that an actual black hole, but a small hole was appearing when the gravity amplifiers were, were charged and all of the... It, he could be again. He could be full of shit. I, I I'd agree with that, but it just seems like he it it sounds very truthful to me with all the details and then all the the, the, uh, the circumstantial evidence. It is circumstantial. I I, I will concede that, and it's good to what, be. It's what I like be. about him is he focuses like it seems like his focus is on the the physics. It's yeah. Not, so he does. You know what I mean? He's not. He does. It's not so much on the fucking aliens and shit. That's it's right. like you know Absolutely. we have this, we have this these physics and this is important. That is key to me and by the way i know i'm um given like some challenge here L let me be very clear um i think that he probably did work in some capacity um i also think he was given a lot of disinformation so i'm not uh, you know I, I don't know if some of his stories fluffed up or not i have no idea but i have to ask myself for example the 115 it's like okay because it sounds so convenient it's so convenient right like oh he has it but it's paradigm shifting, so he can't do it. So it's like, okay, so it's like it's one of those things that's just always going to be up in the air, something that's so definitive that could just end it. But it's an interesting thing that he's focused on the things that we all, well, most of us probably in here agree, that there's technology that's been in new, new physics that's being hidden. And he literally said that in Corbell's movie. He said, I don't, he's like, yeah, there's great, there's aliens out there. He's like, but it's the technology that's so amazing like he's like basically this could this could change things as we know it if this he's like the, the biggest issue is the withholding of this from the scientific community of a of a new type of physics and that's that's the big rub that he had a major a major problem with so and it's good that you're challenging all this by the way because again he could be totally full of shit it, it's very possible but to me I, I i think he's telling the truth some some flavor of the truth is, is present in my opinion how the hell did he know about those test flights I mean, a guy, a dude just dude, random. You, you just said it. Flavor. That's the, that's it. It's, it's the essence. It, uh, he, he had some knowledge he, or that he learned and it's been just pounced down. He's been beaten down. Guys, I want to jump in, but Andrew's going to have a hernia if I do. So I'll wait, but yeah. 
Andrew's been like dying over on there. Yes, Andrew, thank you for being patient. Yeah, and Jason, everybody, I love you. Let me let me just say this. Thank you so much. And I'm, I know I'm trying to keep this as clean as I can, even given what it is. But I would say as long as we're tasting each other's, um, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry, truth. Yeah, exactly. Truth. I would say that's where the real difference is. Because, you know, here again, um, not not meaning to say sheep and wolves and stuff, but all I would point out is this. Um, I have hard days, good days, bad days. Any given meeting is going to go one of several possible ways. But if you get people together, I don't want a single soul in the room unless you're there by our common agreement and acceptance that says, you know what? I understand none of us has all the answers. But the dividing line for me at that doorway would be you don't believe him. You think it's possible it's all a bunch of shit or you're still trying to taste the truth. Because to me, the difference is if you're going to put a fucking million dollars into it, I'm sorry, but about, you know, 20, 30, 500, how much? Well, how much can we generate? Because if you're going to put that kind of money behind it, I'm not going to be interested in people who can't figure out if there's even a shred of honesty here or if the guy was the janitor. I don't think those are the people you want. And, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean this space, this room. I swear to God, I love everybody here. I can even love myself most days. But I think that part of us that still wants to doubt and wants to say, I'm willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater, that's not the kind of people I would look for on a project that was going to put up a satellite or, for that matter, take a, a, a bunch of water and do a, an, an experiment on what happens when you take this crystalline structure experiment to the next level. Let's just say, hey, what if you wanted to fund a different kind of project? Because, oh, yeah, it's all connected. First of all, we better involve a lot of women in this. I don't care if a few of them might have been involved in a few of the projects in the past. I would want to, you know, staff this with, I noticed that, not that this isn't a great space, guys, but I, I looked around a while ago and I knew that I, I could see one woman was here and there was 11, actually, I think we had 13 speakers. I'm looking again, I don't know, it's not quite full, but why is it a bunch of men? Not to say that women aren't interested in this, but before I ever had an experiment, I would make sure I had a bunch of people lined up who were ready to be all in and then some people who were curious and we leave room for alternative ex explanations and I'd make sure a bunch of more women because then I would know what the outcomes would be. I would know things would be balanced and not skewed. And I'm just I know I know that sounds a little off base, but ex excuse me, I'm just trying to point out um, there's some imbalance in, in our I'm pretty imbalanced. I know that. But when it comes to 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 getting at this, why are, why are we willing to keep entertaining these ideas when I don't know. I'm sorry. It's just a bit of exasperation. So, so anyway, I, I think I, I stated my points. Yeah. And Andrew, to your point, um, I know Shane has been, uh, he's, he's tried really hard to get kind of different, uh, women voices up to speak. Um, so if any, anyone does want to come up to speak, if you're, you know, woman or a man, you know, uh, please feel free to come up. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's very important to get that other side of it and to listen to that side of it. So we do we do need to remember that and keep that kind of on our mind. Um, I think uh, let's the truth and then Kent. Hey, uh, I just wanted to point pointing out there that uh, they did the same thing with Lou. Remember how they said Lou never worked for ATIP, and then they came back and said Lou did work for ATIP. Same thing with Lazar, right? Yeah, and I think Lou is um, actually working for the Space Force now. Um, I think Susan Goth ended up verifying that to uh, Chris Sharp, I believe. Um, Kent? Yeah, so just back on Bob. Um, if, if people doubt Bob or if people somehow think Bob's a um, uh, janitor, just, just go to Bob's website and have a look at his company and have a look at what they're producing now, these super ultralight 
super synthetic materials that he's developing right now that he's developing that could be way beyond materials that we consider normal already and yet somehow he's some fucking janitor from a base. I mean, you know, people should get real. You don't need to think about Bob in the past. Have a look at what he's doing right now. Well, 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 Ken, you you, you can you can not think that he was a janitor and also not think he was what he says. I think there's a there's I think there's there's something there's a there's probably there's a healthy medium that is it's it's healthy to exist in that space because there's some obvious holes, and I don't care what side of this you fall on. Like if you think that he is legit or if you think he's bullshit, I think both would be amiss and probably lying to themselves if they didn't think that there's some serious evidence for the other side. That's just what it is. This is not a clear cut thing here, regardless of what anyone. It's just not the evidence does not yes, lean not. that way. But but in fairness, mate. Um, by the same token, we're we're talking about a guy who's admitting to working at a secret base on alien technology, and the thing there's that there's fifty we're both... of those guys on Gaia right now, Kent. There's 50 yeah. of those guys on Gaia right now. Yeah, but they weren't doing it 40 years ago. Like, Bob. I understand, but they were also, it was, it, my point is, it's just not enough. There's not enough. This is not a case where it's like, listen, X, Y, and Z, like, it's clear cut. Like, we have all of this. We know for a fact. There isn't. There's very interesting things on both sides. Like, the whole shit with him not working at, was it Los Alamos? And they found it? Like, what the fuck? Why are you lying about that? Something's up. See, he worked. It's, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's that's an obvious plus. You have to you have to acknowledge that. Just like the um, there's stuff on the other side, like that's ob- there are obvious holes that don't seem to make sense. And I think if we're honest about that, you could say, listen, that doesn't make sense maybe on the surface, but it's I, I you know it's still true. But it's you know I think it's very clear that it's not clear cut with, with Bob Lazar. In my in my opinion, I'll, I'll I'll speak for me. Yeah, no, fair, mate. No, you make really valid points. Everyone can find holes in, in that story. The The question I would ask is, unless he's had some insight into stuff that's beyond what we normally deal with, how would he be developing materials that are so far ahead of what we normally deal well, with? Well, if you can listen, that's a, I, do you know specifically what he's developing? And if it's something you that's can new? Go to his website for his company. And you can well, Ken, I'm asking you, like, because you brought it up. I'm asking you because you specifically brought it up. Like, do you know what this technology is, and if it's something that's that's new that hasn't been done before, that's revolutionary? Yeah, my, my, yes. Well, my understanding of it is it's an ultra thin, super strong uh, material that he is putting together with a structure that gives it a, a, a solid strength with very little thickness. I only understand it as some type of nanotechnology material, and he's calling it an ultralight. There's a video of it on the website that he runs for his company. So all I'm saying is I don't know enough about it, but it says to me that if he's developing, if he is developing it and it's on his website, then where did he get that idea from? How could he be so advanced in material development? Could he be... Something, could he just you know? be very advanced? All right, how about yeah. this? Yeah, could he, could. he, could he also, just be a very also, good... I, I, I want to say this real quick. There is, like, um, from what I'm hearing, some technologies that can do false memories and some other things like that. Um, so it, it, for me, it seems reasonable that, you know, if if they couldn't get the material, they might try and um, make them look insane in ways um, if they have other a- avenues to do that. 
I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying that's a possibility. A very common ploy in the corporate world is if you can't destroy the subject, you destroy the people that are promoting it. It's it's a really simple process. And when you get whistleblowers for corporations talking about massive environmental problems and stuff, all they do is just say, oh, yeah, but he studies this or he looks at pornography or he has a young girlfriend and they get rid of the problem. It's just a very simple thing. Let's get to um, tech real quick and then EV. Yeah, real quick. Uh, just my videos brings up some great points. Bob's character is not insellable or, or, or uh, inassailable. I'm sorry. It, it, and, I, and listen, I, I really feel strongly that he's telling the truth, but the guy's right. I mean, he's got the pandering charge. There's a lot of th that that uh, that site that you mentioned. I forgot what it was, but they, they did do a good analysis of he has like some bankruptcy things. He, he's had, you know, the, 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 the court issues, something about his ex-wife dying. There's, there's a whole bunch of, of odd things. But again, that could be said for, you know, a large portion of the of the population have some some skeletons in their closet. The key thing to me is this. Yeah, dude, I mean, he's human, eh? He, he makes mistakes like human beings do. Oh, no, no, no. I, I agree. But I think it's very important to have a balanced perspective and, and not to become like, and I'm not accusing anyone this or myself, but to be like a fanboy and just be like, oh, Bob's definitely telling the truth. No, there needs to be a balanced view of the whole thing and look at the actual evidence. To me, the key thing is this dude worked at Los Alamos. They lied about it and said he didn't, and then they proved that he did. Why were they lying about all that? And wh why go to such lengths to discredit this individual? And, and again, it doesn't mean that everything he's saying is true, but he knows something. He knew something enough to be able to go out in the middle of the desert. And it wasn't even – this was – S4 was unknown at that point. Nobody knew about by the Papoose Lake in terms of what was going on with, with, with testing over there. To randomly show up in the middle of, of, of the desert Nevada and then take video – let me look at the video footage that I just posted on there. This, this thing is making maneuvers that, that, are, that are incredible. And then it's actually matching what, he's, what he was describing – that this thing is it was doing. It tech, just, tech, it, tech, can I ask you a question about about that? Yeah. Was because that because I'm not because I'm not sure what was how to word this when he was when he brought people to that was that on secure ground or was it outside of secure ground? I think it was outside of secure ground. I think it was there was a part of before they. Uh, in, uh, increased the actual area that was part of the base. There was an area that you could go up to that butted up to it, I believe, that was not necessarily secure ground but had a good view or was close to Papoose Lake. That that was all my right, understanding. So, all right, cool, awesome. So, thank you for that. So, devil's advocate, um, you know, there's there's a base, and I was out in the desert, and I noticed, you know, some stuff going on. So now, so now I know what days to go, and I can yep. go watch them. What do you say about that? I say that you're absolutely right that that's possible. I have to concede that you're you, that is possible. I also don't think that that's what happened, by the way, because I do think that he was there. I, I just want to know that perspective because I wasn't sure every time I heard that if he if he brought them like on the property, then got in trouble, or if he just brought them close to. Well, he said that he said what happened was was I guess they went out once, they took video footage, then he brought he said he was bringing out like John Lear and a whole bunch of Gene Huff, all these different people out there, like a camper and all of that, and George Knapp. George Knapp. I don't know if George Knapp, but it was a whole crew of people that were out there. But the bottom line was, was that they went out there and then one night they, they, they see this light drop and roll towards him. And I guess he, these lights pop on and there's a whole bunch of security guards from the actual base 
And that's when he got arrested. And then he said he got taken to Indian Springs and debriefed and interrogated. He said they put a machine gun to his head. Again, I don't know if all that's true. And your point, it might be that he saw some footage or some some tests going on. And, hey, he brought some people because it looked interesting. But it's it's again, awfully coincidental. It's just hard to write off what he's saying and just dismiss him as a kook out of hand. You know what I mean? There's 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 a lot of good data data points on there. For However, sure. there, there's all the things you're saying, completely valid counterpoints to, to someone who believes what he's saying. So it, it, it's good scrutiny to put on the guy. And again, the onus is on him. When you make extraordinary claims, you have to provide extraordinary evidence. And that's what I'm saying. Like with this whole emergence of this, this disclosure uh, whistleblower initiative that's coming up in december if, if bob lazar said hey and 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 now look at what i've got here's the element 115 and do some analysis on it it's end of story at that point if it has the properties he's, he described so that's the ultimate way that he can exonerate himself and prove that he's not full of shit so the inconsistencies of his history and um his uh, compelling nature and his his specific story uh, actually, just listening to your, you guys speak, and you're going back and forth, with, and no disrespect at all. I mean, you, we're, I, it feels, it sounds like the room's going back and forth with absolution, meaning he is either uh, full of shit or he's um, he's telling the complete truth. And typically, you know, given all the weird, the inconsistencies with regards to his record and then all the awesome things he has to say, it's, it, it could, he could easily be on the payroll. He could easily be private contract over time for the government. So the information he's providing you isn't necessarily completely false, but what it is is directed in a way to misdirect you from what it specifically is. And uh, having his his house raided during the, the the lamest documentary I've seen in a long time, the latest one he was in, the one he was on that was promoted, I think, through Rogan or another podcast, just further confirms for me that there's a very good chance that um, he's really just a mis he's he's somebody that is experienced, but he's also misinformation. <laughs> Yeah, so there's misinformation kind of everywhere. So I think we all have to be aware of that at times and not take what anyone says really without uh, or take it with a grain of salt is what I'm trying to say. Um, I kind of forgot who was next. I think it was Andrew. Yeah, thank um, you, Chase. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just want to jump in real quick. I'm sorry, Kent. Um, I just want to say this. Uh, yeah, I would look at it this way. If you have your own inner conviction and it actually kind of carries you full circle beyond the rest of where we dwell most of the time. Like we all kind of go through our day. And sometimes we say these things are more or relative certain. These are more or likely the case. And I hear a lot of that. And I didn't mean to sound earlier. So <clears throat> what's that word? Polemical as in, well, it's this way or that way. Now here's a Catholic joke and I'm not Catholic. And some of them are going to be shocked um, when it comes to absolution and extra unction, uh, seriously, that's a little bit beyond me. Why? Because if someone came to me and started doing all that and said, heal my baby, you know what I'd say? Um, uh, let's get to a good doctor. And I'd say, let's, let's try to find one that's not an ultimate shill, okay, or an absolute shill. That's, that's absolute. I don't mind using the absolute and the relative, but let's just be real. I meant what I said before. If you ever put me in charge of a million dollars, let alone 10, 20, 50, or whatever, we're going to need two things. Um, well, we'll need medication, but we, and we can have Shane's type too. I like that. But, and I'm serious, brother. But I want to say this like, I don't know all this. I'm just trying to point it out. You can do that. We need balance. 
We need to, you know, find dial it back, reel it in. Yeah, but I need people in that room that don't still doubt themselves, each other, and Bob Lazar. And that just means you can give me $10, $50 million, and I'll sign for every penny of it, and I'll show you how it's used because I told you I'll tell you where I'm getting my uh, support from. I'll told you I'll, I'll tell you how I pay my bills, and I'll make sure you know that I don't work for a bunch of lackeys, a bunch of government shills, a bunch of you know three-letter groups, and that kind of thing. And if you say, well, we can't doubt – we can't – well, by your logic, we can't even trust Bob. Listen, I'll give you every good reason to trust him, a few areas that are so personal and embarrassing that he can speak to those himself. He could tell you everything, you know, if you study him, you know, well enough, like, hey, man, I'm getting older. My hair got longer. I went ahead and decided to shave it. I'm pretty sure Bob doesn't show you all his natural hair. You know, OK, so he wears a tube. Are you going to what are you going to do? You going to tear him down for that? Well, look at him. He's superficial. The guys, you know, pretty soon you'll never find the good character that you're looking for. Why? Because you would fault an apostle. Or you would fault your neighbor. Or somebody in your own family. And I'm sorry I get like this, but I just feel once you want to – well, when are you going to stop the cuts, man? I'm sorry. Give him the benefit of your doubt, but you need to sometimes be willing to go walk down that line, come out for a person. and Hey, man, I got mental health issues, and so does Shane, and so do a lot of us, but we'll tell you what they are. We'll, we'll lay it on the line for you, and so will Bob Lazar, and he would take a bullet for the truth. And that's the point is if they kill him, it will show. And you will know who did it. And as is pointed out, thank you, Kent. I didn't mean to thank you. Just let me say it. Yes, you will know then that he was right. And they because they tried to do it before. That's the place he has them. And if you ask me, it's a hard place to be. But I, I support him 100 percent. I always will. And I've believed him all along. Once I understood a little bit, I've never doubted him since. Even with all this, it kills me, though. It kills me. It hurts. It really does. And I just say, please, y'all find yourself. And find the heart for, for Bob Lazar. Don't believe it because someone told you to. Go around and around if you have to. But when you finally get all on, stay there. Thank you. Appreciate that, Andrew. Kent, go ahead. And then after Kent, um, I'm going to go. And then we're probably going to end up wrapping this up. I want to try to keep them short enough. People can always keep coming back to. Go ahead, Kent. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, I'm just clearing the blood out of my ears. Um, just, just, I want to just pay respect to a gentleman called George Knapp, who is a dedicated, award-winning, non, no-nonsense, wise gentleman who was the man who brought this story out. If you want to discount Bob Lazar, which is ridiculous, don't discount guys like George Knapp, who has shown the, the value of his respect for Bob and shown the value of his ability as a journalist and maintained his story for all the decades that he's been supporting Bob ever since he brought the story out. So if you don't want to at least believe Bob, don't disrespect George Knapp and even Jeremy Corbell. He might be controversial. He might be a, a different kind of journalist, but you're also discounting all the work he put into validating Bob's story as well, not to mention all the countless others serious people who have validated this story for years we're all penny you know penny wise people who are casting judgment on a gentleman who has done more than most of us put together um you know we we should pay a bit of respect to those folks too when we're discounting this whole story thanks for that kent i appreciate any right and one of the things oh go ahead to go we'll go ahead and get you and then i'll go Hey, everybody. I just want to jump in really quick on 
I don't play the personality game thing on Bob Lazar. I would say it is interesting, and everyone should note that element element one fifteen is called Moscovium, as in like Moscow and Russia. So I think it's interesting that if it's something that the U.S. doesn't know about and Russia seems to have named the element, I think that's an interesting um, aspect to it there. And also that video, the longer version of which is kind of lost to history, I guess, of um, the kind of green tintage video of the element 115 in the little vacuum chamber. I think that's interesting as well. I just add those in there, but I don't really know much about the guy. Thank you for that, Dakota. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody being here. I'm going to wrap this up with, uh, I'm your host, Old Vet, Shane. Give me a follow. All these speakers up here a follow. We hold these faces all the time. We talk about different content related to the subject. Some of us make art. Some of us talk a lot, like myself. Some of us, you know, gain knowledge. But I tell you, also, make sure you follow Estimate of the Situation. His fucking comic is amazing. And I promise you guys are going to be impressed. And one of the things that's super important for keeping doing these is getting this message out as an experiencer, combat vet, recovered addict, all these things I can speak to, mental mental health. It's important that we have these out here. These are recorded. This archive you guys put in there, someone's going to stumble on it. I heard of it at these different events. People find one little piece, and it helps them know that's their book moment. Oh, shit, my shit's real. So validation is super important for people, and, and it may pull them back from the edge. So I appreciate every one of you being here. If you spoke and you posted in that thread, you're important. So thanks for coming, being here. Make sure you come back. I'm going to hold these a little more often, just kind of keep them short, though, so we can keep on topic. All of you did awesome. Not myself, but we'll we'll go there someday. I appreciate you and love you guys. Thank you. We're going to leave now. Thank you. Later, man. Talk to you oh, guys yeah. again. Don't like the Wonder Warrior, and I have a podcast. I'm pretty shit at this. Good night, everyone. Good chat. Thanks for everyone's input. Yeah, good night. Thanks everyone. for everyone coming out. I'll try to come in again. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for the space. Yeah, and I'll try and Later, get some of your spaces, Aaron. I didn't know you held spaces, so I, f- I gave you a follow. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be great. I do them on Iran, uh, uh, Ukraine, and, and military affairs and different stuff like that. So, yep, for sure.